Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. So 
In other words, it implies that the promise might not be instant. You might be thinking something right now, and you might admit that too. Amen? And so you stay in faith about it, but you've got to learn how to exercise faith. And so we live in everything we do. I mean, we don't think about this, but it is. Like, we just have an instant way of thinking and perceiving life. I can see David in the chest right now. I can see David like that. You know, if David was in another chest, I can say, remember that first before he was just reading the text messages? You know, you might have to send somebody a letter in the mail or something. You know, you could call him on the phone, I guess, but it was even the time where documents didn't exist and you had to send letters and they had to ride on horseback. And, you know, so the world, the further we go into the future, everything is. Is, is coming against the virtue of faith. Everything is not. <laughs> and so it's like we've got high-speed internet. We don't think about this because it's life. But the high-speed internet, bad food, you want our food like immediately, overnight, shipping on the everything. We just, everything is just conducive to right now, like as fast as you can get it. That's what technology is all about. You know, just convenience and speed. But here's the problem. The world may change, but God never changes. His word never changes. Still, no matter how much the world might change, Hebrews 6, 12 is going to still it's through faith and patience that you inherit the promises of God. And many times we get outside of the will of God because we don't want to operate in faith. We're about to make this thing happen. And guess what we're about to pursue? But it's still. Amen. But anyway, I ain't going to go there. So, anyway, the reason that faith is so important and patience is because we live in a fallen world. Just by the sheer fact, just by that sheer fact, we don't have to, we don't find ourselves sometimes in uncomfortable situations. We live in a fallen world. Amen. So, let's look at John, something Jesus did in John 16, 33. John 16, 33. And just to be God, so you get ready to, well, if you don't know by now, I'm an inside out preacher. I, I really do. It's big on me that everything with God is from the inside out. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So John 16, 33. Um, Jesus says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, there's go another promise you don't want to hear. This is a promise. He said, In the world, you shall have tribulation. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just basically, not even saying that to speak. You know, therefore, he just know we live in a fallen world. But he says, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. And Jesus is in you, and you are in him. First John chapter 5 and verse 5 says this. First John chapter 5 and verse 5 says this about Jesus. Look at what God said about this. It says, who is he that overcome the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. That's what the Rebellion says. That's me. Amen. Look, who's born again in here? If you know, we're going to take care of that. Say, that's me. 
and now the world overcomes. Amen. And so it says also that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And we see, but what goes with that, God, is faith. Faith goes with that. Amen. So, it's a major component of us walking out that reality in this life. So we are world overcomers, but patience. Patience is going to be a major component in that. Go to Romans chapter 12. Let's look at verse 12. Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 12. Without this, perseverance, 
constancy in labor or exertion, the quality of bearing offenses and injuries without danger or revenge. That is the attitude of patience. That's how you know that you operate in the fruit of patience in the midst of whatever you're going through. It doesn't say quit believing God. It doesn't say stop exercising faith. It just says, along with that, operate in patience. Amen. I remember that I was working at this job that were in an industry, actually. And boy, I was, I, I was, I couldn't stand it no more, y'all. Um, again, they just this the fact that they were pushed into a situation at the job I was in. Uh, this really, again, there was nothing I could do about it. And it got, uh, and this is, I was, it almost made me upset that my stomach didn't get up and go to work every day. So I just put it before God, my Lord, I'm going to be out of it. You know? And so I gave it to him, and, and, uh, and in the meantime, I was thinking that I was, I was, so I worked for a company that contracted with different firms, and I was patient at this particular firm, and it was just a hostile atmosphere, okay? And uh, the head was rolling all the time, and so I put this thing before God, like, Lord, I want to totally out of this whole, uh, this whole thing, this whole, what do you call it, this entire industry. And so, I didn't even know how that could happen, y'all. I just got to be real with you. I just didn't know how it happened. And so I was in this uncomfortable situation. So I called up the period. Remember, I said he contracted with different firms, and I was pushed into this location. But I requested a transfer out of it, out of this hostile environment. He was like, all right, man. My superior was like, I'll see what, what, what I can do, see if we got somewhere else we can put you, da 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 And I came to the service that night. It was a midweek service. And this the fuck was here, man. If he began to speak by the Spirit, <laughs> and he said by the Spirit, don't move. Stay right where you are. And when he said that, it was like he, it was, uh, it was a knowing that this was the Holy Ghost talking to me, not wanting me to move. He said, stay where you are. And so I went back to work and I called my superior again. I said, hey, uh, you know, I, I take back what I said. I said, you cancel that request and da 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 da. He was all upset. Don't come to me anymore. You know, he just started going off and, you know. And so I just trusted God. And it, God, so you know, it was a hostile environment because the individual that was over it was, they really, people really referred to her as like, she may as well be the wicked witch of the south. Okay? Like, that's the way, in the whole atmosphere, whatever she could say, it was just, you know, whatever she wasn't there was a silver screen in the atmosphere. And people, whenever she wasn't there, people would talk about how horrible she is. But she was the overseer, like she was the one that was running this thing. But I was there to keep her happy. My company answered to us. She's the reason they did that. And so I had to give it directly to this woman. And so um, the Lord, I was, he, he told me this. This was his instruction. When he told me to say, 
this is more than just a song. He says, don't ever say nothing negative about her. Don't put your mouth on her. And so when people would come to me talking about her, I would cut the conversation real short. Because I knew God didn't want me participating in that. And this is the time I'm trusting God, y'all. Amen. And so I I just obeyed God and trusted him. I never got angry or whatever. It was a very uncomfortable situation, y'all. It took an entire year of me continuing to have his mind. And then the Lord opened a brand new door for me to go through, doing something I can enjoy. Amen. He was faithful. He did that. And when I gave this lady notice that I was leaving, she saw this lady that was like a witch to everybody. I told her I was leaving, and she was like, I'm going to get out of here. And she was like, what was that? And she was like, what is that? Now, what is that? Can you do anything? Uh, what can I do? I'll do anything for you to stay. That's what she said. What can I do to make you stay? Anything you want. I said, I have to leave. You know, it's time for me to go. But it took time. Amen. It took me to be in space and space. So I want you to know that if you're born again, you have the supernatural ability to operate in space. No matter what your race is, no matter what your background, no matter what your personality type is, no matter what your mama was like, daddy was like, grandma, granddaddy, don't matter. If you're born again, you are able to operate in faith because you are born of God. It says in First John 5, 1, you are born of God. That means you have his nature. We've got to stop being internally minded about ourselves and become spiritually minded about who we are in Christ and begin to think of ourselves as well. So, throughout the Old Testament, God's patience is mostly described as him being slow to anger. That's the way his patience is usually described. Long suffering and slow to anger. It says in uh, Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. Uh, let's look at that. Exodus 34 and verse 6. And we're going to look at three scriptures out of the Old Testament. Exodus 34 and verse 6. Amen. And so this is Moses' encounter with God. This is part of his encounter with God. And it says, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful. Now he said the characteristics of his name, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Number 14, verse 8. Number 14, verse 8. This describes your dad. And maybe I'll sit up here thinking about our earthly father. Praise God for our earthly father. But I'm talking about your heavenly father. You are a spirit who possesses a soul and lives inside of a physical body. You are a spirit. And the scripture says that God is the father of 
Spirit. We've got to begin to first and foremost think of ourselves that way. Supernaturally. Alright, it says in number 14, 18, the Lord is long suffering, but of and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and great transgression. And by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children into the third and fourth generation. Alright, and I ain't gonna teach you on that. The rest of that verse is a whole nother message. Psalm 86, 15. Psalm 86, 15. Psalm 86, 15. It says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. So, this means you got the capacity to not get angry when it looks like the promise is coming to pass. You ain't got to get mad at God, mad at yourself. Mad at your mama, mad at your daddy, mad at your boss, mad at your dad, mad at your dog, mad at your fish. You can operate in patience just like that. God is long-suffering. He's full of things, the scripture says. You know, think about that. Think about this about God. He's slow to anger. That's what he said. He's slow to anger. What does that mean? So Jesus said, consider something. I'm, I'm digressing for a minute. Jesus said about his return. Look what Jesus said about his return. Behold, I come quickly. That's what Jesus said. That's been over 2,000 years. So if his quickly is at least 2,000 years, what is it for? Basically, he ain't never going to be mad at you. You can't live long enough for God to be mad at you. You're only going to live 120 years. I'm sorry, let me get back on my message. <laughs> so, I'm saying to y'all, you can be patient. You know, this says something in Proverbs 23 7. It says, As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, whatever you think about yourself, that's what you're going to do. If you think I'm thinking, you know, that's just me, my personality, I don't know, man, I know, it ain't that bad to be. Well, if that's what you're going to think of yourself, that's how you're going to be. But God wants you to think of yourself the way in terms of what He said about you. He said, You born of God, you have my nature. You have no spirit. Amen. You're not a child of the devil, not if you're born of you, you're a child of God. And He wants you to begin to think of yourself that way and to begin to see yourself that way. So, I'm thinking about another situation, you know, about faith and faith. You know, just imagine, well, not imagine, just, just think about something. I'm thinking if y'all have ever been in need of a financial breakthrough. I know I have. Okay? So, I want you guys to consider something. Boy, somebody tell me that. Uh, I'm sure you put it before God. Amen. And... I want you guys to just answer me. Has God ever given anybody a financial breakthrough in here? Raise your hand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, have you all ever, when you got, when you received your financial breakthrough, have you ever, like, prayed to God and put the needs before Him and da 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 da? And then suddenly the sky opened up and then a bag of money 
And then he said that when the people, when the sight of the Lord, oh, no, shit, we are already going in. But anyway, um, <laughs> some of y'all are like, right here, you know, I'm just playing. So anyway, look at this. Second Samuel 5, 4. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. So the scripture indicates he was 30 years old. That means it took approximately 10 to 15 years for the promise of God to come to pass for David. And during that time, he endured all kinds of adversity. Even King Saul tried to kill him. That whole time. But God never got him. I'm sorry, but David never got a picture that God. He never got a sense of that Now we read in the Psalms, David pouring out his heart unto God. He was honest before God about how he felt. That's why he was a man after God's own heart, one of the reasons. And so, but still, he never got a sense of that God of God. And so that's the attitude of patience, man. Let's look at another attitude of patience, and we're going to close right here. The Apostle Paul. This is, this is, this is another attitude of patience. The Apostle Paul. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 11 through 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. And this is where we're going to close. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. All right. Uh, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic Edition. Okay. All right, so this is Paul speaking. He said, not that I am complaining that I was in personal war, but this is the way he said it. For I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquiet in what is the state I'm in. I know how to be a faith and live humbly and straight. Circumstances, and I know how to enjoy plenty and live abundantly. I have learned in any and all circumstances, and I know how, I'm sorry, I have learned in any and all circumstances to be free. But facing every situation, whether well fed or going hungry, Having sufficiency is enough to spare or go on without and to get even more. Look at what he said. Here goes the secret. He's about to refer to it in verse 13. I am strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self sufficient. In Christ's sufficiency. Amen. Now here's the thing. Look at this. When Paul wrote the book of Philippians, many scholars believe that he was in a Roman cell called the, uh, uh, what was it called? Mamertine or something like that. The cell uh, that he was in. Let me, let me, let me read something to you guys. Alright, so this is a guy, a I guess he was in Rome, just living in Rome, and they, and they took him to 
just read to y'all. So as we walked into it, he said, I could see that it was dark and that it was dingy, that it was ugly, and a smell came out of that prison that just about knocked me over. I asked, what is that smell? He said, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you today what most people don't know. You won't read this in any of your books because this is not a theological fact, but it is an archaeological fact. At the time that the Apostle Paul was held in this prison, prison, it was the central holding tank for the sewage system of the city of Rome. Most men who were held in this place were killed by the smell. The in the place was so terrible that just breathing them would have sickened you to death. That's what this was when the Apostle Paul was here. And on a certain day, if the wind was just right and the heat is just right, like today, you can still smell the sewage of 2,000 years ago. So that's the smell you smell. This is sewage from 2,000 years ago. And if you continue to say the ancient water system, the sewage of ancient Rome was more developed, I guess, uh, than it is today, the sewage system then carried more human sewage that they are able to handle, they were able to handle in the city of Rome, which they were able to handle in the city of Rome today. And this central holding tank was for all the sewage from the central part of Rome. So when Paul wrote that scripture, I just read, I have learned the secret of being content, no matter what state I'm in, no matter what I'm going through. He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So what doings are you in today? What doings and circumstances are you dealing with? I'm telling you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you if you have the patience as you believe God for deliverance. You know, he said already, he said, any of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of every single one. Amen. You may not know when, but you know that it's going to happen. So while you're in it, you know what you do? You just thank God. You just give glory to God like Abraham. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was just saying, Hallelujah. I still trust you, Lord. I know you keep your word, God. I know you watch over your word to perform it. That's what we got to do right in the middle of the soup. Or whatever battle that we need. Amen. Exercise patience in your attitude. Glory to God. Let's just give God glory right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. You are wonderful, Lord. There is none like you, Jesus. Thank you that I am free. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for your promises. They are true for me. No matter what I feel like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, thank you, Lord God. Your word is true. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. So let's just do this. Say, Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you, Lord, 
that you are faithful in my life. Lord, help me to operate in faith and in patience. Thank you, Jesus. You are my high priest. You know how I feel. And you are able to help me. So I receive grace to help in my time of need. And I thank you right now, in advance, for the victory that you have already given me. And I rejoice now, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, praise God. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.